Okay, greetings my friends. Mark Overson, thanks for waiting a couple minutes. It was that uh, getting this stuff ready. I got a little sunburst behind me. Hopefully that's a sign of like divine light shining on this webinar. Raise your hand if you can see the screen. It says Game of Thrones, three ultra practical marketing and lifestyle ideas from the hit show. And you can see myself. I got this shirt in Brazil earlier this summer. And uh, I kind of like it. It's a little different. And so I'm thrilled to be here. We're going to be fast. We're going to be effective. Uh, real quick, in the question areas, I would like every single person, and I want to welcome everybody, to share why they love Game of Thrones. If you're in the ether of Game of Thrones, your number one reason, let's just pop up with that. And then I'm going to get into three ultra practical marketing and lifestyle ideas from the hit show so in the question area you can just say it's mainly because the dragons or khaleesi is so hot or i don't know i don't know why it is for you so here we go candace says the storyline is amazing and she loves the history rich nature of the storyline Tashiro says the suspense and attention to detail. I'm going to be hitting that. Stape says it's one of the best stories ever told. Now notice how many open loops are in that story. They have so many things going on in that story. And there's so much complexity in the characters. Yet we're still following them and weaving this thing together. The number one thing I want you to take, and this is a bonus... This is a freebie insight, is that when your content is rich, you can actually, people will stick with complicated, deeply involved, multifaceted issues if they're gripped by the storyline, the promise, the idea. So in internet marketing in particular, you've got to learn ad copy you've got to learn how to do some webinars you've got to learn how to host um you got to learn how to do facebook ads you got to learn how to close on the phone you got to learn a lot of things and if you believe for a second that it's too much for people it's just too much they won't give that kind of effort think of the kind of effort someone will give to piecing together their who is the protagonist who is the protagonist in Game of Thrones? Can you name her? Can you name him? If you were to guess the protagonist, this is the number one person. Who is the protagonist in Game of Thrones? Well, I'm not sure there is one. Some said Cersei. Some said Khaleesi. Some just said Jon Snow. There's actually not a single protagonist. And what that does is it keeps our mind open. And in marketing, it's not just email, it's not just webinars, it's not just ads, it's all of them. Raise your hand if that makes sense. Now here's the thing, people on Game of Thrones, let's say there's six, episodes, six seasons, average of six episodes, I know there's a little bit more, I'm just, there's 36 hours, 36 minimum hours that people are invested in piecing together a protagonist free they're trying to figure out who the freaking protagonist is 
Is it Khaleesi? Is it Jon Snow? Is it Cersei? Is it the Inf Lannister? But people's attention has an unlimited capacity. Okay, raise your hand if you get what I'm saying. People's capacity for interest and engagement is unlimited. Nobody said a couple years ago, hey, do you got 36 hours to blow stapes? You got 36 to 50 hours to just blow? People would say, no, I don't have the time. Why? I don't know. They'd just say they didn't have the time. But all of a sudden, something riveting, something interesting, something exciting, something beautiful, something captivating shows up. And all of a sudden, millions of people open up 50 50 hours of time in their life. Your macro belief of human beings, ah, they're lazy. Ah, they won't put the effort. Your macro belief of what human beings will do is a magnet for who you attract into your life. The Game of Thrones directors, producers, authors, writers, they put, think of the risk of such a riveting, multifaceted, protagonist-free, complicated, plot-twisting, character mind-numbing, right when you fall in love with a character, they get beheaded. Everything we love, we lose in this show. Raise your hand if you've caught that. Everything we love in the show, we lose. Over and over and over, we lose it. But here's just, this is just a sidebar. It's not even one of the three. I'm just going on a little rampage. Raise your hand if you're getting value, though. If you got value so far. Candace got some value. Bobby got some value. Dave got some value. Good to see you guys on here. Susan got some value. All right, so there's some value. Okay, value, Brigitte. I love that name. But, okay, I'll, I'll move on. Other reason people love it is it's a brilliant show with an amazing story. Um, there are close to 70 episodes now, so 70 hours. Toshiro corrected me. People, do you think people will go through your 20-hour program so that they can become six-figure earners? Some of you don't think they will. Some of you think people won't go through the hoops. Some of you think people won't watch the video. They won't place the ad. 70 hours. Now, granted, the 70 hours is casual. They're on the couch. They're eating popcorn. They're with their girlfriends and boyfriends and husbands and wives and kids. Granted, it's not as engaged. But the promise and the reward of watching TV isn't as gauging as watching and working to build a six-figure income of total sovereignty and freedom. So number one, just as a little sidebar, bonus opener. People and your belief on how much time they're willing to give, how much mental effort they're willing to piece together a solve will dictate who you attract into your life and into your business into your partnerships, into your social circles, and it dictates the whole thing. Okay, so I have just about every hand raised, not quite, but uh, I do appreciate I do appreciate the engagement so far. So here we go. Um, this is a good opener. I'm, I'm kind of proud of this moment. All right, so number one, three ultra-practical marketing and lifestyle ideas from the hit show. The number one that I want to share is the idea of family dynasties. 
to a thousand generations. The Lannisters, the Tyrians, or not the Tyrians, but the different houses have their histories recorded. They're archived carefully. Their vision and destinies and distinctions are unique. And each house, greatness feels the pulse of each house. There's an oozing sense that every single family, from the Iron Islands to the to Khaleesi, to Westeros, to all the all the different families and all the different locations, to Winterfell, they all have this deep sense of embedded destiny because they respect and they archive their history. Raise your hand if you've noticed that. There is an overriding. Now think of the average American family. The kids are raised by the TV, and I'm not complaining too much. The parents kind of are like, well, you know, kids, just kind of find out what you're going to do in life, and maybe you'll go to call. I don't know, just kind of figure it out. And it's just kind of like independent little autonomous beings just kind of meandering around. Now, there's a beautiful freedom in that kind of thing. But there's also a family destiny that gives so much fuel to a young child to dream something big. Okay, does that make sense? So here's a couple practical real life things. And this is a bonus. Number one, journal your dreams and the destiny you have for your family. Uh, The school year is starting. So I sit the kids down and I do a formal address like a state of the union. It's a state of the family. It's a state of the education address that I give the kids, Shani and I. And I sit them down and I say, I want you to understand that my vision, we do freestyle education this year. So they, uh, they do online classes with great Shakespearean um, professionals and Latin professionals. And it's a private kind of homeschooly kind of situation. But it's freestyle and they have entrepreneurial labs. And I, I'm taking this year very seriously for my kids. But what I tell them is my vision is for you to be some of the most uniquely real-world, reality-educated kids in this entire country. I said, you four, my vision for you, and it's not a pride thing, but my vision for you is that you can walk among anybody in this country your age and be able to quickly decode the worldview and the vision, the assumptive beliefs behind people, the movements, the buildings, the cultures, the cities, the biography, the geology, the psychology, the theology. And I said, I, my vision and my dream is that you will be among the greatest educated and practically educated kids in this country, that you'll be able to take dominion, that you'll have an idea and know how to maneuver it and grow it into the world. So the practical real life thing is when I watched Game of Thrones and I saw this deep sense of destiny coursing and pulsing through each family, I thought to myself, why does a television show and a fictional author typing, brilliantly by the way, why does that not translate to the here and now flesh and blood of this moment with my children and my precious family? 
So one of the things that I did for real life, are you ready? Raise your hand if you raise your hand if you're getting value right now. I love just seeing the interaction. It's always good for me. It motivates me up. Joe, good to see you. Jordan, it's good to see you on here. Pam, good to see you. Robert Dorsey. Stevie Knight, honored to have you here tonight. Susan Strong, great to see you. Tom, it's good to see you. Vadem, good to see you. So practical real life, here's a couple things, but many things have happened. But what I did is at first, I wanted to embed a sense of physical destiny connected to the children so that long after I'm dead, long after, long after Shannon's dead, long after I'm dead, long after they're dead, long after their children are dead, there would be some physical monument of some kind, and I don't mean like a giant castle, but there would be a meaningful, unique representation of the children that is that is connected to their destiny. So at first, I thought of buying four mature as you can buy, they're about $800 each, oak trees, and set it around a church gazebo that this church has been around for about 125 years, and... My grandpa helped build it. Uh, My family's been a member from the very start of it. It's a Lutheran church. We are all buried in the same area. And there's a new gazebo outside of the property. And it sits here. And I thought if I would buy four mature oak trees. And as they grow, every year, once a year, I would take the entire family into the gazebo. I would sit down with the holy book. And I would share a vision and a destiny because those oak trees live two to 350, 400 years over here. And I would say, this is your tree. Because there's certain scriptures that say that that we are to be oaks of righteousness compared to the grass of the common person. The idea of an oak of righteousness is that it's, you know, compare a blade of grass compared to a 300 or 400 400 year oak tree. It's magnificent. It's giant. There's a huge crown on it. It gives shade. It gives, draws birds. It's, it's beautiful. It's great for the environment, all sorts of things. But I wanted to fuel them. And I say every year during the family reunions, no matter where this family goes, and if you skip a year, it's, and there's no legal rule on this, I'd love to have the family come back to this gazebo forever and share about the Hoverson family being oaks of God's glory on the earth. Raise your hand if you see what I'm saying. That was because of Game of Thrones. Because of a TV show. Okay, now here's what I did instead. I thought, you know, oak trees can die. They can get to 70 years and then die. So now I'm imagining, you know, Gracie, Micah, and Rush's trees are flourishing. And ideally, I wanted the crowns to kind of connect over the gazebo. I talked to the church leadership. They were for it. Everything was good. But I thought, well, what if what if Isaac's died? And then, you know, you could get kind of superstitious or it cracked or a uh, thunderstorm broke it or something like that. So I didn't like it was too not permanent for me. So what I did is I went out and I've located four giant small pickup size. They're like a small S10 pickup. Boulders. Now that's not supposed to be holders. It's supposed to be boulders. But the idea of four boulders. And I ha- we have 11 acres back here. And we have probably over 100 of these oak trees that are already grown. In fact, 
behind me right here with that crown, that is about a 200-year oak tree. If I came up close to it, it is wider. Its girth is wider than my body. And what I'm going to do out in this 11 acres is we are going to bring in, and I've already talked to the construction company, and I've priced out the boulders, and we're going to bring in and place four giant boulders next to giant oak trees, and then I'm going to put a small plaque about this big, something, I haven't decided what it is, but it's going to be the name of each child, and I'm going to sit and talk to them at their boulder. This is a Game of Thrones kind of destiny-fueled idea, and I still like the idea of a rock. I like the idea of a giant rock. It's unusual. We don't have boulders in North Dakota naturally very much. And so it's going to be a unique standout. And it will be in these, no matter who ends up owning this property, although I think our family will have this for a few hundred years, we will they will be able to walk their grandchildren, their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren, and go to these boulders and say, this was the start, or maybe at the family reunions or whatever, next to rivers, and we got a beautiful streams back there. And they'll be able to go and remember these rocks that, that mom and dad provided to fuel this vision to guide this family far beyond one generation, far beyond two, far beyond three, because those boulders should be there for five, at least a thousand years. They really should. So raise your hand if you get that kind of idea. So my thing is, I have just, my mind is geared, when I see something great, I want it implemented into my life. I want that in my life. When I see something beautiful, I want some version of it in my life. I want it in my life quickly. I want it in my life permanently. I want, to exp I want to touch it. I want to taste it. I want to see if I want more of it. And so that's just one idea. Now, raise your hand if you've gotten value so far from just the practical family concept. Okay, we got some, we got some love there. Now, here's one more practical lifestyle idea. Living for the family way beyond my personal lifetime. If you watch the last episode of Game of Thrones, the, the Lord of Light, who has kept only two people, he has continually resurrected them back from the dead. But they have a perpetual death wish. Jon Snow is constantly in warfare. He's fighting dragons. He's falling into rivers and ice. He's getting brutalized. He's getting killed. The other guy who cares his name, the Lord of Light keeps bringing him back. And the one guy says to Jon Snow, why does the Lord of Light do this for us? And he says, I don't know why he does it, but perhaps he's doing it for the benefit of others because we will have very little joy in this life because we are being brought back for warfare to win peace for our tribes and for our families and for the, for the land. And so there's this idea of living for the family way beyond a single personal lifetime. And so right around the time of watching Game of Thrones, we set each kid up with a cash value life insurance policy that has about, that'll have about a million dollars by the time they're 50-ish years old approximately. 
Actually, it'll have a million a little bit earlier. It depends on the S&P 500. It's, uh, it's an indexed fund, so there's a 0% floor. So if the economy goes down, if the S&P 500 goes down 10 points, they don't lose any of their value. It goes up to 12.5 points. So if the S&P 500 is at 15% growth, they get 12.5 accredited cash value. And they get these guaranteed inheritances. Now, these are permanent policies. And I told them, I'm starting these policies for you. You should have about a million bucks by the time you're 50 or so. But I want you to know, I'm starting these and they're in your name. We technically own them. And at some point, we'll transfer them to you. But I'm actually, your mother and I are building this for your children. We want your children to be able to receive the cash value from this. So even though this is technically your million-ish bucks or whatever, and again, I don't know the future and the economy and things can go up and down, nations can go crazy, nations can rise and fall and redo all sorts of things, but America's, I think, if any country has a chance, it's America to last a few hundred years more. And I said, it's actually a gift for your children, but I want to, they're already growing up with the idea that they're going to have a million bucks. Their, their value on their life is already at 250,000. That's what the policy starts at. And we donate a hundred dollars per month. Now that's $400 per month. Shannon and I could put to our private retirement, but we actually put, we have policies for ourselves but we tell our kids those policies for ourselves are really – we kind of don't want those for ourselves because we have policies, uh, several million dollar policies on our parents. And when they pass away around 90 or so, those are guaranteed policies that will pay out 2 to $3 million for us. So I said even my policy, which should have between anywhere from – Four to $11 million if the market just does kind of what it does. That's really for you, but it's really for the family trust to continue. Like the Rockefellers, it's six generations. They give over a half a million dollars per year. Now, I'm not going to give numbers because I'm a little lost on the numbers right now. But the Rockefellers have six generations, and their family trust is worth more today than it was when John D. Rockefeller left it. Because they had a vision and they have a family office and they have a they have a financial purpose to their wealth and it lives far beyond them. So here's one thing. If you're interested in learning, this is a retirement company that I actually have. It's called Solomon Life. And I have a it is a 119 minute video. If you want, in the comments or in the question, just put family dynasty and I will or Jaden, or Matt, or Tyler, or somebody will reach out to you with that video so you can take a look at how these policies work and the psychological mindset. I, I got a lot of it from Rockefeller and on how to pass generational wealth through cash value life insurance, permanent policies. Um, the wealthy have been doing it for hundreds of years. So it's a 130-year-old company. But if you're interested, put family... Greetings from Jaden Easton. I'm Mark Overson's business partner and tech lord. And during the live webinar, Mark, Mark asked people to comment Family Dynasty for a video presentation that dives deeper into Mark's retirement company, Solomon Life. So if you'd also like access to that same video presentation, if you live within the United States, you can text FAM, F-A-M, 
to 797979. The info will, will appear on the screen here as well to make it easier. Again, that's if you live in the United States. If you're outside the United States, you can simply go to mysolomonlife.com and you'll be able to access that same video presentation as well. Okay, back to the webinar. But if you're interested, put Family Dynasty below. And I got, I see it, Joe, Pam, Stevie, Candace, Susan, all you guys. I will hit you guys up. Um, so I'll make sure that I get you guys that in the next couple of days. And if I don't, just badger me on Facebook or something. Say, hey, Family Dynasty, bro, because I'm sometimes not the best at this. But anyway, those are two examples. Oh, my gosh. We're not even on number two. We got to hurry up. Here's, here's practical real-life marketing. So far, so good, though. Number two is the episodes are tension-rich tension episodes, constant cliffhangers. If you watch the last episode, and I don't want to spoil it, all I will say is there's an eye that's opened that's blue. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. The very last second, there is an eye that opens and it's blue. Now, when you see that, it is a cliffhanger where Shannon and I were watching the last episode and they opened the eye and it was blue. And I said, no way. I got to wait a week. I got to wait a week to see what happens. They put a cliffhanger that is so tension rich, so unexpected that it stunned me. And you know what? It was the exact deepest absolute antithesis opposite of what I wanted to happen in the show. I couldn't describe how much I didn't want that to happen, and it happened. Tension-rich, constant cliffhanger episodes. That's what keeps us... It's an open loop. That's what keeps us dialing in constantly. Who can, I can't wait to see the next episode. So here's the practical takeaway. Brazenly, share your fear. Brazenly, share your struggles. Brazenly share your authentic failures, your mistakes, your dreams, your triumphs, your wins, because people love a hero's journey rich with conflict. I just released a podcast a few months ago that said that shared a little bit about I've had the weirdest financial year of my life. It's just been really bizarre. It's been super strange. And that I had some, that I acquired some debt that I'm, you know, I'm popping it off pretty fast. But I shared it and I got an email a day ago from somebody that said, send me your link to buy Invisible Empire. That's 2000 bucks. And they said, I've bought all your products in the past. I have no doubt it's going to be amazing. But I think the deepest reason is because I heard the struggle you've had this year and I really, even though I want my own dreams, I want to be a free person online, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to crack the code. Really, I want to participate in getting you through this year. And almost like send me the link because the $2,000 is a donation. So by me sharing my failure, my struggle, my, my tension authentically, it's causing money to come to me. Raise your hand if that is exactly opposite of how you think it'd be. It doesn't even make sense. But people love a hero's journey. And I've shared how I, you know, I've been on many summits in my life. And I've been in many valleys. And if you look at Khaleesi, you look at Jon Snow, 
you look at Circe, you look at the, you look at anything in that show, the Imp Lannister, it's a constant roller coaster of their stories. It's constant. So in your marketing, do not try to fabricate a plastic perfection character. Nobody will buy it. Not one person on earth will buy it because it's bullshit. You have flaws. In fact, uh, T.D. Jakes, he is a is a famous pastor. I watch him every now and then because he's just a brilliant, prolific guy. And so I learned stuff from him. And he said he got he got his mother a coat that was very expensive, and it was a it was a handmade coat, but there were some flaws in it, and he was devastated because how expensive the coat was, and he was kind of broke when he got the coat, but on the tag, it said, "Mistakes and imperfections are proof of the authenticity and uniqueness, handcrafted nature of this item." It's the same way when you come across brazen, and I don't mean, you know, I'm defeated. I've been just struggling. You know, I tried Facebook marketing. It didn't work. I made one sale and that person kind of flaked out and I felt guilty. My spouse isn't supporting me. That's not tension. That's failure. Raise your hand if you get the difference. There's no tension there. That's just a depressing shit show. Tension is is I'm dreaming for something and going for something great. I keep getting hit. I keep getting hit. I keep getting hit. And I do not stop. And I get stronger as I continue to go. I keep getting hit. And I keep going forward. And I keep developing skills. And I keep developing survival skills and creative solutions. And I keep moving forward no matter what. That triggers Oh, that triggers loyalty. That triggers devotion. It triggers intrigue. Raise your hand if you catch what I'm saying. Do you catch what I'm saying? In your personal branding, don't try to polish yourself as this perfect person. It's, it's crap. Nobody buys it. Okay, number three, and let's get out of here. The average episode in Game of Thrones is 6 to $8 million. It's almost at like a cinema release movie level. And the total focus of the production crew, the effort they go through, the attention-gripping perfection, I've never seen anything like it. Visually, it is just a stunning visual experience. One second, they're up in the great snows of the, of the north. One second later, they're at King's Landing with the plush gold and warmth. They switch around. Then there's dragons. Then they're in caves. Visually, you get cold, you get warm, you get excited. They have love, they have fight. It's just, there's just this constant, I can't imagine the level of precision that they put in to every second of those shows. Every second is thought through. Every second is reviewed. So what is the practical real life? And we're going to leave you with this. If Hollywood, purely for entertainment, and I believe in entertainment. I believe that's a valuable gift. I believe it's a release. I believe it's inspirational. I mean, look at me. I'm inspired as can be from this show. 
And I've learned a lot from this show. I've learned about storytelling. I've learned about the ancient arts, actually. Uh, I've learned and I see the ancient Old Testament more clearly because I knew this author had religious background. He actually, I believe he was a Catholic who grew up in uh, New Jersey at the port. So he was used to seeing ships coming in all over the world into the New Jersey port. So think of King's Landing. It's got all these different tribes and nations and tongues coming in. I knew the guy had a deep religious, steeped background religious. I also knew he grew up in a very curious place. I found out it was New Jersey at the port. Um, So his whole life was by that. But if Hollywood, purely for entertainment, which is valuable, is willing to give such an excellent effort, how much more can we, can you and I as entrepreneurs, up the effort, up the investment, the risk, and the craft towards our own business that deeply impact our life and possibly the life perpetually, generationally change the kids' lives? our families' lives. So here's the practical thing. Can you spend 10 bucks a day on Facebook ads and not give up? You got Jon Snow freaking slaying dragons. Can you spend 10 bucks? I'm not going to leave you with that because I know you can do it. I want you to I want you to draw inspiration from this show. But how much can we up our game? How much deliberate intention can we bring to our craft to create something that's beautiful, that's attractive, that's world class. Okay, I said about 30, 40 minutes. We're 38 minutes into this thing. My name is Mark Overson. I love you. I truly do. I thank you for being here. I hope it was ultra valuable. Again, if you want me to send you the Family Dynasty stuff from what I was sharing earlier, make sure you put Family Dynasty in the comments below. And if you enjoyed this, Tell somebody about it. Share the recording when we get it uploaded tomorrow. Love you guys. Mark Overson signing off. Can't wait to see the season finale this Sunday. Peace.